Hello, everybody. Today we are discussing a very, very exciting topic. Uh, John, if you if you don't mind announcing it. Yes. Thank you, John. Yeah. So uh, to be honest, uh, I think this week we had the biggest threat in Europe. Oh, are you uh, talking about Ukraine, Russian Ukraine crisis? No, no. I'm I'm uh, speaking about Zuckerberg threatening oh, to uh, yeah. pull out Facebook from uh, from Europe, and uh, I was actually wondering what impact it would have on. Uh, on our lives, and that's why we have Johan today, right? Johan, Hello, uh, everyone. yes, yes, you're our, our guest, and uh, please introduce yourself. Yeah, hi everyone, I'm I'm Johan, and uh, I'm well. My grandfather was German, but I grew up in uh, in South America. Mm. I don't really understand how that happened, but anyway, and yeah. now I'm back in Europe, uh, trying to do big things here. Great. Thanks. With a big, big plan. So does does Meta, Facebook, pulling out, uh, did it trouble you? Did it cause concern in your life, for your life? Actually, did it restrain your big plans from happening? Well, you know, pulling out always is a challenge. Um, mm, but is it ever a threat? Never. Y never. No, no one has ever threatened anyone to pull out. Isn't so like isn't staying not pulling out a bigger threat than pulling out? It is indeed. I think if Facebook said, "I'll stay in Europe," that would be a bigger threat. Okay. What sense? Yes, Johan, please. Yes. Yeah. In what, what sense? You, in what sense? Yeah. Bro, I don't know. I'm getting stage fright, so. Uh, I think we didn't warm warm up enough it's, before. It's... <laughs> okay, you know what. John, let, let, let's. Let, so, what, what's your opinion, John, on uh, on the matter? Do you um, use uh, a lot of the Facebook products? Do you see the potential in them? How how do you think it would affect your life? Why didn't you ask me those questions? I would have made it easier. <laughs> well, you lost. You are you have stage stage fright. You've lost your chance. Yeah, exactly. So let me yeah. go on my rant. I think Facebook, okay. the equivalent of uh, Facebook uh, threatening to pull out, is the equivalent of like Taliban uh, threatening to leave Kabul. It's uh. Did they threat to leave Kabul though? I don't think that's a threat. I think that's kind of a good ah, thing. Right. Well, basically, yes, I think that Facebook leaving is a good thing, pulling out. I don't think they are offering uh, any uh, value to our lives. Mm -hmm. uh, they are. They may be giving um, a medium to smaller businesses to advertise, but still it's a bigger bigger place that dominate even the, the social media advertisement industry. And uh, I think they are killing uh, promotional creativity. But so did we miss an opportunity? Uh, well, they still, yes. it's, oh, there's oh. still a threat. I don't think it's off. I mean, they're still threatening. So for I've actually looked it up in the news, and I think it's because uh, Europe does not want to allow Facebook to transfer personal data to the US from Europe. Oh, that was a I think I think the, the biggest challenge here is when you try to legislate a private organization. Facebook is a private company. It, has, it should have a right, as long as it's legal, to work within those those you know the remit of that and when when do you draw the line that the government interferes and says you know it's where when does it become big enough that it becomes a public asset and not a private company anymore i don't think it ever becomes a public asset but i think the problem here is that the citizens do not are not in the mental right mental compa capacity to realize the risk of disclosing their data and that's where the government jumps in with the regulation that's a good point. Would you like, uh, Johan, uh, your uh, your data to be sold? Like your conversations, your everyone's zooms? everyone's data is sold. Every every no. part of our life is becoming more more public. And are you comfortable with that? 
but, but it's I'm without consent basically each time we use a service we click on the consent, consent and we agree so it's kind of you don't read it you know it's there for you you can read it you can go through and then you can can you, you have but, the right you have the right to accept not to use that service yeah but if i read all my all my consent you know all my terms of use i would still be reading them and not using any services so is it really a choice it is a choice yes it's a, it's an illusion of choice because you can you can live without this it's just your life won't have the same quality i mean facebook has connected people friends um it's you know created has it though has it because i remember i remember calling friends on the phone and having more meaningful conversations rather than like putting likes on their photos yeah but you know the result of us now speaking and and talking from different countries and, and communicating is a result of this technological uh, development and facebook is a platform that is not unique it has whatsapp that we use all day every day to speak with friends and family so, it's got instagram it has a lot yeah. of things so and, and is it preventing uh having new experiences because the way you're putting it in sounds like we just keep the past it's preventing having new experiences to the extent that you know watching a movie prevents you from reading a book that you know people a hundred years ago didn't have TVs in every room in their house and they were reading books outside kicking a ball and then 300 years ago they didn't even have that luxury so but is it a luxury or is it um is it an upgrade is it evolution or is it degradation it's evolution it's evolution it's it's up to you how you use things and the is challenge here is when uh, exactly. it's, it's again it's a private company that you choose to use the challenge here is when those private companies make decisions what to show and how many people it affects um, and especially in countries with you know freedom of speech issues because if you have a platform with billions on it and you're looking at a country like or a place like Athens Georgia right mm-hmm. if if that private organization can decide what uh, Athenian Georgians can hear and listen, when does that become a threat? We can we can comprehend the repercussions, the consequences of reading a book, of kicking a ball, and uh, we make choices based on what we like, what uh, we don't. But when it comes to digitalized uh, media, there's too much algorithm, too much... Uh, banking on our subconscious decisions that can actually be traced down and exploited. And I think this is where the government intervention comes in and which is necessary because we There's don't have the capacity to, to understand the the way the algorithms work. There's two sides to that. There's the addiction to things that we like. So if I like kittens and watching videos of kittens every day. Do you? Yeah, I actually like cats. I don't know if you nice. know that about me. But... Um, you know, it's gonna show me kittens all the time. If I if I like guns, it's gonna show me guns. If I like cars, it's gonna show me cars. And then it creates, uh, like, a, it's almost like creating a digital profile of who you are, and it feeds you things that you like. You're the addict. So it cannot... feeds it feeds on your addiction. Yeah, but wouldn't that happen yes. with books? Don't you buy books on stuff that you like or you're interested? Yes, but but in? books are harder because it's like a movie and a series. So if you're watching a movie and the movie is five hours you're not going to watch that movie it's five hours but you'd easily watch like five one hour episodes of your favorite series so a book there's effort into the book mm. this doesn't have effort you're sitting on the toilet scrolling and you you what? go from scrolling from like t- one minute to an hour 
uh, a book would be a choice to pick it up and read it. Uh, scrolling on um, in your bathroom is uh, is it really your choice? Or yeah, it sounds like an addiction. It's your actually. choice. Is it? Is it? Choice. But addiction is not a choice. I mean, somebody who's a who's an alcoholic or a gambler. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, okay. it's not. It's not really a choice they're making. It's an addiction, which is a mental uh, state. Yes, but you can you can easily go into someone's addiction because the the thing that happens with Facebook and media today is that you know it becomes a new newspaper and basically you have to catch someone's attention in the first five seconds or two seconds or three, otherwise you lose them. And by doing that, by every video intended to do that, and Instagram has talked about moving from a photo platform to a video platform. You know, you, you, every five-second story, ten-second story might be interesting if you're looking at it, or you can skip it. It's in your hand, and by having this choice, like when you had a television, you could just, you know, you watch the movie, and then there was some nothing on later that you liked, and you might have stopped. But now everything, everywhere are things that you like and you have an interest in. Isn't this right. isn't this dangerous? It is, but the flip side is that you need to have the right to do that because if you start regulating it, you know where where does it you know where does it stop? So you have one hand Facebook being able to decide what you see, and then you have a government trying to jump in and tell Facebook what to do. I think we're losing it here because I think what would be more interesting is to see the negatives and the positives on our on our on our personal lives rather than speculating on on stuff we really we really don't know. But anyway, so Johan, how do you think uh, Facebook pulling out would affect your life, for example? Can you, John? Can you clarify something? So they said they will pull out. Does that mean they'll pull out their offices, or does it mean that people in the EU will not be able to use Facebook? People in the EU won't be able to use Facebook products. So products. basically, so, they will shut so, down Facebook and they will shut down Instagram. Yeah. This is what yeah. I read in the, in the headlines yeah. in the news. What yeah. about WhatsApp? No. 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 It won't be impacted. No. Well, I think WhatsApp would be the biggest one for me. And uh, I like using Instagram a lot because it's like a diary of my life. So I like looking back at, you know, a good meal with friends or a nice moment or a holiday. And it's nice. Is to... it really your diary? Because it's public. It is public, but, you know, I don't, I don't share the dark uh, or the ha happy moment to, you know, nothing too happy or too sad. Yeah, but, but you, like you could take photos and then look, go back in your album and look at them and then it's private. Yeah, but I want, sh I, I want to, to share it as well. Because so it's, a, motiv it's a motivator, I guess. It motivates you to, to put the good stuff up. That's actually interesting, right? Because a lot of activities that you do nowadays, you do them and you share them. So would maybe the point of doing those activities be lost? No, it wouldn't. But what would be lost would be some connections that are stronger because it's like saying 50 years ago, if we removed the telephone, we'd be out more because we're spending hours talking on the phone, which I did as a teenager with my friends. Mm. And, and now, you know, look at us having this conversation and then we, we organized it through WhatsApp. Um, I have a big concern that we are not understanding the implications of, uh, of somebody holding so much data on us. So if mm -hmm. as long as it's a private company regulated by uh, by uh, democracy, it seems all good. But what if this data falls into into the hands of a of a dictatorship of a, of an aggressor? What if the data is not used to actually sell us products, but to invade a country? 
or to sway an election as it has happened in the past. I mean, what are those? Can a regular citizen evaluate those so under comprehend those risks? Johan, what would you say? This is a great question, John, because it links back to our initial discussion when we first started. Yes, but so what should, would be the answer? Should, I think the answer would be um, complete freedom in what people post and share, and maybe not tracking people's personal preferences, but then... Even if it's abusive. They, see, this is where, where do you draw the line? Because well, Twitter allows a lot of things that um, Facebook yeah, wouldn't. True. Well, in You're school, let's say, let's go, Twitter. let's go, let's assume we're all school kids. And then one is a bully and bullying and saying, you know, racial slurs to the other. Should the teacher intervene or not? Yes. But so why not on, why not on social media for adults? What's different? That it's adults. Mm, all right. So what about what if it's an office environment and we are employees and one person is obviously uh, being an, a, an asshole. I just made the episode explicit uh, to somebody else. Uh, is this should a manager intervene, HR intervene or not? There definitely needs to be some intervention to get to the bottom of it. So why not on social media? Yeah, well, the structure is made for somebody to intervene anyway, so, yeah. Well, you, you can intervene as long as it's fair. That's a great point, actually. But then how do we decide on what's fair? Because we don't really know what's happening behind the scenes at Facebook, how the algorithms work. And I think that Facebook is dodging, or Meta, is dodging a lot of their responsibility by claiming that it's all automated, it's all AI, and there's no actually person making any decisions. Yeah, that's scary. Other, yeah. But no. jumping jumping back not, to the yeah. elephant in the room. So, uh, Meta, I mean, the metaverse. We've talked a lot about uh, socializing, about uh, sharing things. What what happens if we have a digital body? What happens if we're in a fake, in a digitalized environment? Is it the same? Is violence the same? Is bullying the same in there? Or because we are all cartoonish, does it give uh, Facebook, Meta, even more power to... Um, to be an authoritarian regime to be yeah to be off the hook for responsibility abuse is not always physical sometimes it's 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 emotional and it's an internal internal thing actually now, do you think there would be more abuse on meta given that probably the consequences wouldn't be uh, as bracket uh, I, I, I'm not sure because it's like uh, violent games that people were worried do people become violent because of violent games and do they I don't think they do. I think studies show that they don't. Now there's exceptions. There's there's exceptions, of course, but you know it's not. If you're driving with 300 kilometers in a game, you're not necessarily going to go out and drive with 300 kilometers in your neighborhood street, or go out and, and shoot because you played a war a war game. But but on that, wouldn't the metaverse be a more personified uh, environment? By that is. By that, I mean that you build a character as you go along in the metaverse rather than just joining a video game by saying, okay, for the next hour, I'll be shooting people, but then I'm done. The danger here is that people might, you need to know where to draw the line because people, it's much easier for a digital character to develop themselves than it is for a character in real life. For example, if you want to have a nice body in real life, a healthy 
fit body, you need to work out, you need to watch what you eat, you need to sleep, you need to drink water. There's a lot of things that you need to do that take effort. Yeah. But to develop physically in a scenario like the metaverse, like if we met on the metaverse, we could be whatever we want to be. So, so are you saying that it will make us more lazy or or it gives us an opportunity to become somebody that we wouldn't be in a real life scenario? I think that's the danger that it becomes too easy to excel in something that is just a program where you might spend too much time. I remember as a kid playing a lot of video games at some mm -hmm. stage. I remember watching a lot of television at some stage. If if you just meet your friends online, would you would you want to to meet them in real life if it's convenient, if you live in a cold country? I think we grew up in a generation that we through, went through the transition of the internet. Mm -hmm. And now the nice thing is that would we go back? No, because I'm I'm living not in Athens, Georgia, but I can still talk with both of you. And I feel closer than if this was a, a letter or if this was another form of message. So in the same way, if in three years we are not together geographically, but we're wearing a headset and sitting in the same room and seeing each other digitally, that would be one step further. It it's sounds, just dangerous. It sounds amazing, yeah. but I have, a, I have an issue with this. So in our, our real, real world, there are social, uh, there's social etiquette and there's also, there are laws that, uh, that guard, that protect us. Just, just to, get my, to get my point across, uh, when we're in the metaverse, are, is there any applicable laws? Are there any... Um, guidelines uh, depends for what like for speeding for killing someone for abuse what we see now as a metaverse is wearing like wearing a headset that you can see things maybe wearing gloves or have a yeah. kinetic um, uh, things that you hold and you move around but that's probably not what the vision is for the future of 10 20 years ahead how would you see it how do you interpret that I see it at some point and connecting directly to your brain. And I think that's the plan. But then if you're punching somebody, would the other person be experiencing the pain, discomfort, the shame, the fear? If it's hugged, yeah. So, depends. Discomfort, that's that's an external thing that you, you can you can feel. Fear and, and, and pain as well. Fear and other emotional things are up to the to the person. So is it actually possible to have a hybrid world? I mean, uh, the worlds are already <laughs> starting to blend. Metaverse, I think, hybrid. is taking it a step further. Uh, I agree. Yes. So uh, what should be, what's, what goes in the, what's not legal in the real world? Should it be outlawed in the metaverse? And who regulates? Should country laws also cover the metaverse? And that brings up the big question. Shouldn't uh, Facebook be regulated the, in the EU? Shouldn't the data stand stay in the EU and be? Uh, I keep forgetting this uh, this legal term when you abide to certain guidelines. Governed, governed. Yes, that's the word I was looking for before. Shouldn't shouldn't our actions online be governed by the EU laws and everything stay within the borders? I think our actions online it's it's a danger again where you draw the line and what rights you relinquish from yourself it's much easier to to have the choice of getting your rights back from stopping you stopping the use of a service so i don't want to use facebook anymore uh, but, but the can't. danger there is you can't, you can't. that's the thing you can't everybody's on facebook where you can delete mm. 
but we have yeah. no alternatives. I mean, countries do give us an alternative. And if you don't agree, you can, you know, that's that's why there are refugee programs, you know, where you can actually uh, migrate to somewhere else. Not, yeah, I think not that's easy. another debate. Another yeah, debate. that's yeah, another, another debate. Topic. But on Facebook and also countries, uh, well, in the, in the democratic world, you choose your uh, governing uh, party, your governing uh, body. In the metaverse, well, actually, would you have such a systems in the metaverse? Well, John, one second, John, John, you mentioned you mentioned earlier that when you were a kid, you had a certain time you could use your computer and play, and then that was limited. How do you feel about China's new, relatively new video game law, where children under eighteen cannot spend more than uh, an hour and a half of playing games on weekdays and three hours on the weekends? I wish I could answer, but I don't want to be banned in yeah, China. But... <laughs> yeah, but yeah, what's but, but, like, yeah, but what's, without, what's without. Yeah. This shifts away again from the metaverse topic. No, right? it doesn't because because, we... because I was wondering if you feel there should be a time limit like I've done before where I've told my phone, so tell me how much have I spent on Facebook today, on Instagram, on WhatsApp, and it tells you today you spent two hours on Instagram. So you feel that, but should there be a cutoff? Because this could be a government regulation that you know your, your phone can use Facebook for two hours a day. I think tax, yeah, but, uh, taxing. Okay. I think With, taxing. I think... One second. Because yes, yes, John. Go, go on. Between the metaverse and a hybrid system right because we're, we're referring to the metaverse but then we're shifting back to our consumption on social media i think we're we're, we're, we're getting a bit confused with the topic guys i have an epi- yeah, i have an epiphany can i please yeah. can i please speak out before i lose yeah, my thought ahead. i mean it's again yeah, yeah 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 go ahead so um Double. we've i mean the world did we have borders always yes i guess well what what i thought is that why don't we have borders inside the metaverse so if you are in the EU, all your data is there, and then you get a, you have a passport control, you have a, you know, a checkpoint, you cross it, and you are over the Atlantic, and then whatever you do there can be on the US servers. How would that sound? Well, so, okay, so, so if I'm traveling in Europe and I post something and stored in Europe, but if I'm traveling in in the US and I post something and stored in the US, uh, no, you get no, to yeah. cross digital borders. So if you were yeah. born in Iran, you have to apply for a visa to be able to cross the digital border to the U.S. Mm-hmm. And uh, once, so while you, being in Iran, uh, well, it, I mean, regardless of where you podcast. are or something, or if you're registered on Facebook, something it's going to be like a birthright thing. So I'm just trying to replicate the virtual, the real world onto a virtual canvas. And well, uh, but is that maybe the fallacy here to try and replicate the real world into a digital? This would imply what you said about the registration and and then Facebook having an official account of you. Because right now, my account is not official. I, I, I told them what my name is and who I am. There's no... What, what, what? Okay, okay, okay. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe let's bring the topic slightly differently. Uh, what would be your hope in the metaverse? Yes. Is there something you cannot do? Something? That, it, that, it, that it just connects people across borders better mm-hmm. and people within borders less so it would be just a connection i would like to be in a virtual world where i work with colleagues that are in different countries with me and and see family and do things before i you know, when i can't fly but if if i'm going to see my friends locally i would rather see them in person wouldn't that create a convergence I don't know that word. I, I'm, 
So, for example, you know, when you go and travel and you see your friend in Japan, right, you go into a completely different culture. If you have this non-stop uh, connectivity option to just meet those guys and then, you know, go back to your state, wouldn't that create like a single-minded uh, planet, basically? I'm not sure because what you just mentioned, just because, you know, in, in your case, you know, you're extremely wealthy. And you can fly to Japan whenever you want. That yeah. doesn't mean that a person that is, uh, you know, disadvantaged and can basically just have a laptop and look at Japan. Why not immerse himself in it? Why not Japan this week? Why not? But in uh, if we take you know, this, uh, if uh, this kind of communication week. is dominating our lives, how do I know that I'm actually talking to you and not a? And not a virtual, you know, digitally uh, rendered image of somebody else, where you actually adjusted your your eyes, your facial features, where you adjusted your voice. Basically, Who told you? Being phony, being phony. I don't know that. Well, I assume that you are you because I have met you yeah, in well, real the, life. The way technology is but, going, you're very right. AI definitely needs to be regulated, but the thing is, it's so embedded in what we do through the algorithms that it's where where do you cut it off? Perhaps. People, when they show a digital self, especially in, in media like um, the news or something else that people access, there should be a disclaimer. This has been a computer-generated image, because it's really hard. It's really hard to tell sometimes. Yeah, but hacking. Then we can hack the systems. You know, it can be system over system. Like there have been fake location apps where you can uh, say you're somewhere else. The VPN where you access the internet uh, from a different location to get access to features only available in other locations. Yeah, but you can't you can't regulate life. Well, people our life is regulated. People, and people used to scam ethics. people through the mail. People used to scam people in person. People used to scam people yeah, but in, the, in, email, the, in the market. E yes, but email is uh, does not leave us on in a vulnerable spot. It's a it's a text box that you open and you act on it or you don't, and you can get a second advice. You can ignore it. You can snooze it. Once when you're actually interacting. Uh, you don't know if somebody else, if you have witnesses, you don't know if you're put on the spot, you don't know who the person across is. And if you add a layer of AI that can actually figure out your vulnerabilities, I think the bad agents, the villains, have a much stronger power over you that can be utilized against you. They do, and you need to be educated on how to, to not Are we ready that. for it's this? Like Are we ready for the metaverse? We've, we're never ready for anything. Change is inevitable. So, it's going to happen. But the repercussions, the consequences, aren't they much greater than they used to be when we invented the telephone, the TV, telex, fax, ex internet? Ex exponentially, exponentially greater, but so are the opportunities. Mm. What are the opportunities yes. do you see in there? Thank you, John. Communicate. Well, the thing with our... Um, every generation is a bit has more access to opportunity if you're if you if you now live in a very remote village um there's not a school near you you can still access a harvard textbook from your computer if you have it all you need is internet connection and a laptop and you can access education doesn't it give us you know it makes us ignorant of the environment of uh it, it depends how you use it if i'm watching a safari and i'm watching national geographic on on a screen would I not want to be able to walk between the tigers? Uh, yeah, but this also comes to the big divide. I mean, the the spending, the, sp the purchasing power that people have. So there are people that they're very small 
percentile of people that are able to go to on the safari and the rest that just know That's it from the saying. TV. Wouldn't the metaverse bring a even bigger divide? Because no, the contrary. Because you can now be within the. You can go on a safari but in your mind. I, I'm just saying. I'm just imagining that only the very rich will actually be there physically, and all the rest will just be wearing headsets. Hmm. To the also, same extent that you know, back to the real world. You mean? No, it's exactly the opposite. That's what we want. Why is it it's the opposite? Because I told you, you can travel to Japan. There's maybe five billion people that can't. But actually, uh, yeah, just just on, on that, do you think that given that you have so many options, you'll just be blocked and end up doing fuck all? This is a very good question because we've never had more options and happiness. And you, you can see depression going up in, in civilized countries, in peaceful countries. And when when you have a scarcity of choice, you have to make do with what you have. When you have every option, maybe you're not happy. So are you saying that the metaverse could actually uh, fasten up the process of getting even more people depressed? For sure. So it's a danger, not really an opportunity. Every danger is an opportunity. You, it, it depends where you give freedom if you leave every option available or not. And, you know, going back to what John was saying about borders, you know, where, where do you draw that line? And that, that will be a very interesting and thing who, to see as a who legislation. Draws the who draws the well? If who it's draws a borderline, who has the right and who has the legal capacity to draw that line? Is it a government that has been voted in or is it uh, Zuckerberg and the board of directors for of Meta? Mm -hmm. And perhaps this whole thing that you, you're just saying, maybe there should be a better... Edu educational um like you said about cigarettes earlier and you know you can i mean you can go on the meta website you can see every every single um term that they have but maybe the government should tell people in schools kids this is what's happening this is how your data is managed this is how you're monitored actually that's a good point uh johan i think we i think we underestimate the complexity right because we've yes. been trying to shape this conversation and we're drifting everywhere just because mm -hmm. i think we really don't have a clear understanding not only of the consequences do the legislators do the legislators have a well they have a better understanding than us but are they able to comprehend and uh, set uh, forth uh, the governing laws and can we trust them to set the right laws well i'm wondering if they got a file with a concrete explanation mm -hmm. on the on the milestones of the of the metaverse because uh, honestly, the, the more we speak about it, the more I realize that, gosh, we're completely clueless on it. And we're just speculating and throwing ideas, which, you know, get picked up and get lost and picked up again. And yeah. John, did you forget it, to set the alarm? I did it on purpose because uh, I didn't know if this conversation would uh, actually uh drive you know conclude to something and at this point has, has our podcast ever concluded to anything no but the thing is that we don't even have a flow of thoughts here that's a problem because the thing is too complex actually i think you're very right you're very it's very complex and it's evolving very quickly and legislation often doesn't yeah it will be interesting to see in the following years how this develops how about we follow up on this conversation in 10 years in the metaverse you know what? Let's do it. Yeah.
Johan, I don't know how much content we have. So. Johan, it was a pleasure to have you. We have to wrap up because uh, our bandwidth is uh, quite pricey. And our Thank you, John. and our yes, our viewer viewers viewer, our community's attention span is quite short. Okay, yeah. well, thank you, John and John, and uh, thank I you. Guess, uh, thank see you, you in ten years. Yeah. See you in the metaverse. Thank you. See take you care. in the metaverse. Bye.